0: Hi Gemstones and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Blurg. Today we Blurg. Today we are <laughs> recapping, reminiscing, delving into episode 10 of season one entitled The Rural Juror. What? Which, the, I know. Otherwise known as the Rur Juror, Roar Her Gemher, and Oral <laughs> Germ Whore. It is the cinematic masterpiece featuring our favorite human dumpster fire and frequent Mickey Rourke foe, Jenna Maroney, and the Kevin Grisham novel from which it was adapted. Does anything else happen in the episode? It simply doesn't matter. Why? Because it's time for the rural juror. Let's go. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza.
1: Live every week like a shock week. You know, what a great title. What a great movie. I wish we got to see it. I,
0: <laughs> I feel like we've experienced it. Um, for some reason, like, verger just makes me think of beef au jus. So <laughs> it's sort of
1: like <laughs> naturally.
0: Naturally. As I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with my neurons, but. Whenever it's mentioned, my mouth starts sav- like salivating, Pavlovian style, and it gets it gets a little interesting.
1: When you hear ojou, jus, you just get excited. You get a
0: little moist. You get a little excited, don't you? It's a super moist dish, and word jur just evokes <laughs> that for me. Um, but yeah, this episode synergized so many things that I love, mainly infomercials, wordplay, humor and passive-aggressive pettiness between friends. And I use that with air quotes because they sort of vacillate between friends and enemies, Jenna and uh, Liz.
1: Yes, but we open up with Jack, and he's talking on the phone all cute and coy with a new lady friend who turns out to be none other than Maureen Dowd, the renowned (laughs) New York Times columnist. Which, unfortunately you can no you do you no up. you do no, no you, you do, do. All, right. all right
0: were you one of the ones who would be like playfully like no you hang up," because i would just hang up the phone i don't have time for that it gets in the way of me watching movies
1: no i would be afraid that your feelings would get hurt if you oh, if no. i hung up yeah. and you were still there so i'll just wait sadly forever <laughs> until you hear that clink, clink. <laughs> i don't know if you got to experience did you guys ever have a home phone or are you too mm-hmm. young for that so back in the day when you didn't have a cell phone, the, somebody hanging up on you with a real phone had weight to it. You were like, oh, they're out. The phone is down. <laughs> cell
0: Brutal. phones,
1: you're still not sure. You're like, are they gone? I can't. It's a, it's a, okay, I'm alone. All right. Bye. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I tried to have a home phone installed into my bedroom, um, but that didn't work. But we did, have a, we did have a home phone. No one called me on it, but we, we had it i did have the home phone in my bedroom because
1: i had the second <laughs> line <laughs> and I what's had my this little called antique rotary phone <laughs> she was what's so that cool. called when you put your little hands under your chin and you're like I it's called being a being a brat i think it's adorable she's like and then and it was a rotary and she made like the circle go with her finger not for her brother who didn't have one i get phones I get the phones. I got bangs. And I know I've mentioned this to you before, but if you are not watching the dumpster fire that is the view right now, and every episode, Whoopi Goldberg's landline rings and no one answers it or turns the ringer off, it is magical. Magic, 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 magic.
0: Which is a perfect segue because this episode features both Whoopi Goldberg oh, and, and the, the view. view. And the view. It's like the perfect Julie episode.
1: Oh, Whoopi working out with no bra on, not knowing how to lift weights. It's magic. It's just magic.
0: It's magic. And, and it's, no, it is. It's like, it's magic.
1: Marvel <laughs> Walter's with Werner and Verner and all that nonsense.
0: This I is, it. I don't remember this episode being as fantastic as it is, but oh my gosh, this has a whole fuck ton of gemstones sewn in. It's like, it's like the Russian revolution.
1: And no truer words are spoken than when Pete says, when you go on The View, you'll be in a room full of women and you won't be the craziest. It's so true. And it doesn't even matter what cast it is. It could be Whoopi. It could be Barbara. It could be Elizabeth Hasbeck. It could be Rosie. It doesn't matter.
0: I literally have in my notes for this episode, at this point, asked Julie about The View
1: (laughs) because I know how much you adore it. I can't wait. I cannot. I mean, I just, I look forward to it every day. It's complete nonsense. You and I and Emma seem to some reason be able to handle Skype. And take turns so, talking. And we might go over each other once or twice, but it's never like, uh, uh, Sonny. Uh. It's awful. You're just sitting there like dying, listening to delays. And then whoever they're talking to, like a governor, a celebrity, they'll be like, hi, Nick, it's me, Megan McCain. We're like, yeah, we all know who you are. Thanks, your dad. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, let's get back to this episode. Let's, let's stay get on back. the fun side of the view. So do stuff.
0: you know Arsenio? Oh. Hall or Billingham? <laughs> Do you know an Arsenio Billingham? No. Yeah. No, I super it <laughs> up. So one of the first plot points that we discover in this episode is Tracy, who is close to bankruptcy inexplicably despite the 14 films he starred in, and now needs to earn money. Jack, the ever-capitalist he is, suggests that Tracy should just apply his name to any product like he did with Arsenio Hall who used his woof-woof catchphrase to sell dog food. So Tracy is sent out with the mission to find his own million-dollar product to assign his name to.
1: But all of his money, where did it go, Nick?
0: Well, WorldCom, man.
1: (laughs) WorldCom. (laughs) So I didn't know what WorldCom was, so I looked it up. It was a giant telecommunications company that failed and was put into bankruptcy $11 billion in accounting fraud and was sentenced to 25 years in prison.
0: Wasn't it like contemporaneous with Enron? Sure. Like they were about the same thing.
1: <laughs> no clue. But did I tell you guys another <laughs> fun fact that I learned on the view this week? Okay, hold on tell to me. this. This is where I got to be. The difference between a million and a billion and how to wrap your brain around it. Did we talk uh-huh. about this? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, so how many days do you think it takes for a million seconds to go by?
0: 172.
1: Emma? Mm. She's really calculating. 56. So the answer is 11. How many <laughs> days do you think it takes for a billion seconds?
0: 56. 56 days? No, it probably takes like 11 years.
1: 32 years. Holy shit. So it's 11 days to 32 years for a million to a billion, which really like blew my brain and proves <laughs> that the view is where all the facts are and you need to watch it every <laughs> single day. Cuz that it's is like, mind blowing. <laughs>
0: Like, where do you get your news? MSNBC, CNN. Um, try ABC, The View. Yeah, different I points of my... view
1: from different women going through different stages of menopause. I am there. <laughs> I
0: got it. I got mine from MTV Darfur.
1: Oh, a show that uh, Jenna was on a sketch that she should talk about in The View, but she's not going yeah. for the for the girly show. She's going for the rural r-
0: Which has been mentioned previously, and now we have an entire fucking episode devoted to it. My personal wet dream. And we finally discover the title along with the rest of the cast. Um, And then, obviously, Liz and Pete sort of like go back to... Honestly, oral germ whore is one of my favorite phrases
1: ever. Agreed. And the fact that the guys are writing it and they're like, is this confusing? And they're like, no, i love that we can write on cocaine. Yes! Yeah. Yeah, great, fantastic. Although, like,
0: now that I've been watching this, now that I've watched this episode so many fucking times, I was like, well, wasn't this based on a Kevin Grisham novel? So, like, they wouldn't actually come up with the title since it was already a novel. And so, like, that scene doesn't make sense. But then I'm like, this is a fucking TV show and the writers are on cocaine. So, like, nothing matters. Right?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. In walks Frank... In a hat that says, whatever it says, comic, uh, karate sluts, and asking the two <laughs> worst things that would ruin anyone's day. What's up, flabby butt? You look weird today. That's it. I'm out. I'm going home.
0: We also asked, you look weird today, sort of as a question. <laughs> so it was like, are you supposed to provide a rebuttal? Or it's like, is this a debate? Where do we go from here?
1: That cuts to the core. That is damaging. What's up, yeah. flabby butt? Flabby butt. <laughs>
0: Oh, especially since so many of my quarantine workouts have been specifically designed to tone my posterior. If anyone were to be like, hey, the, the many minutes you've spent on this exercise were for not devastation.
1: Well, let's be realistic here. To get a body change, like an actual change that you can see in your body might take more than a one and a half minute app workout every other day. I'm just saying. See,
0: and I simply don't believe that because I was raised on the movie <laughs> Montages where it All it takes is 90 seconds, a super inspirational clip, and a splicing machine, and suddenly you have got results. That's why I have so much difficulty with the journey, because it's like, no, I'm pretty sure I just put on like a Kesha song, and then I come out of it hot.
1: <laughs> if only that were true, that would be amazing. What That's were you gonna it. say, Nicholas? No, go. Oh, sorry. Now you go. We're turning into The View. <clears throat> Senator, well, Senator, well, no, what? We're not.
0: It's me, Megan <laughs> McCain. <laughs> We're not turning into The View because both of you are super polite, and whenever I start steamrolling, you guys just stop talking, which is helpful because I think the loudest voice just immediately quiets the rest of the voices, so I always come out on top. Or at I least it that's, does on my computer.
1: That's true on Skype, Zoom, and real life. I just tend to talk louder until people <laughs> stop talking. Ah. Uh,
0: Yeah, no, it's like it's just more decisive when you speak at a higher decibel. That's why Maria Sharapova was one of the best tennis players, not because of her talent, but because of how loud she shrieked. Are you giving me that face because I managed to bring tennis into another thing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So she warned it in there. Not welcome. Yeah.
0: Tennis is not going to come back for years. This is all I have. I'm. Oh, and then Liz and Jenna reminiscing about when they uh, lived in Chicago in Little Armenia, which made me think, perhaps because there's so much Paris Hilton content here that I realized, like, Kim Kardashian was not a thing yet. The Keeping Up with the Kardashians had not aired yet. Hmm. And Paris Hilton was still the queen bee of that, like, unnecessary socialite circle. And so she was the preeminent figure to lampoon on a sketch comedy show like TGS. And... God, what a world. Like, that was a great world pre-Kardashian. Like, the most famous Armenians were, like, Andre Agassi and Cher.
1: Well, I did like that they said the second, that the picture was the second city, which where they really did go. Yeah. Oh, really? Where she and Rachel Dratch became really good friends and she met her husband. She did not meet Jenna Maroney there, but, you know. And then (laughs) did you feel like it was really awkward when Jenna, like, laid her head on her chest? (laughs) I felt like that was very contrived and not... Mm -hmm. She's not a hugger. It's Liz not a just huggy. Like, yeah, get cat. off me. I did, not, I did not buy that part of the episode. I hate no. to tell you.
0: They've never seemed like bosom buddies in that way. It's like, we no. cuddle. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so much of the early relationships are them like forging very human relationships, which has not become part of the show. It becomes hella satire where you know, sort of the interconnectedness of them is sort of secondary. And so it is sort of weird, as we've noted before, where they're all sort of lovey-dovey and they're becoming like traditional friends. And it's like, that's not their friendship. It's wild, it's weird, and it's perfect fodder for an amazing TV show.
1: So they talk about, um, uh, Liz gets to see the rural journal. Jenny gives her a screener of it. She says it's awful and terrible. And, you know, know, Tony Hawk can't play blind, which is funny, I guess, because he's a skateboarder. (laughs) But then they start the series of flashbacks that'll be told from Liz's point of view and then later on from Jenna's point of view. So in 1996, uh, she's in the Jenna Maroney, Jenna Women Chronicle, Women with a Y. And then in in 97, it's the Con Air, the musical. And then in 2000, in Liz's flashback, she brings super hot Ethan, the doctor or dentist, for the freestyle rap contest.
0: This is all... Very relatable content. And not just because Liz has whatever hairstyle Jennifer Aniston was wearing during that time, but also who doesn't retell the past through super rose-colored glasses and then get immediately shot down when someone corrects them, as uh, Jenna will do later in the episode.
1: But they all agree on the content of what she's saying. She's trying to find something positive to say when you see something that's terrible. What do you do when people present you with something and go, what do you think? and you think it's crap
0: I do the opposite I lean so heavily into the most insane lies (laughs) Um, I like I don't know how to paint lightly um, and so (laughs) I just go in super heavy handedly I'm like oh my god that was quite possibly and like I truly mean this A cinematic masterpiece on par with Citizen Kane. Like it it transcends it. It was truly just like one of the most remarkable experiences. I cried and I don't I didn't think my lacrimal glands worked, but you managed to evoke emotion in me that ten years of psychological therapy has not been able to summon. Like you you're a dream. You're a masterpiece and like I'm doing it again. I'm crying right now. And then it's just like uncomfortable for all parties involved.
1: (laughs) Do they buy that line? Yes. Oh well that's true. (laughs)
0: I mean, I, I'm, if if anything's true about me, I'm very good at keeping people at arms length like, from me, and so that's one of my tactics. It's like no one will ask me again. No, I used to think I was convincing, but like it doesn't sound like it, does it?
1: Well, Emma was smiling through the whole thing, whereas I was, I was like because
0: you hate human emotion.
1: and it's so not true. Sure I'm a cancer. I am the world's emotion. I'm a feeler i feel things deeply
0: i thought you felt like what dogs were going through not necessarily <laughs> oh, that's true too.
1: yes much more dogs as i work on my new vision board of life for whatever happens to me when i get out of here or if i don't i was like maybe i do just want to run a dog kennel i don't know but then they'll all live <laughs> with me and i'd be like the dog lady and we all know that's gonna happen so it's but it's better than
0: being the cat lady for sure is it, I don't know. Dogs will wait a beat before they eat your corpse. Capsis, cats won't. Could it be roar her, gem her? No, that doesn't make any sense. It's gotta be oral germ whore. <laughs> okay, bye.
1: So anyway, uh, Tracy Jordan to the set for pull your own wisdom teeth. <laughs> I mean, not their best, but not
0: their worst. Anyway, so then we, uh... Oh boy, we we have a lot. We've got a lot, yeah, yeah, Um, So then we cut to Tracy, who's doing his infomercial for the Tracy Jordan meat machine, um, where you get rid of all carbs and just throw three meats together, any three meats. Bread is one of the worst things in the world,
1: but we've always needed it, until now. By burning three different types of meat together, the Tracy Jordan meat machine takes bread out of the equation. Now your sandwich is all of the good stuff. Meat is the new bread. It's the new bread.
0: Meat's the new bread. Yeah, fuck bread. It feels very, like, sponsored by Atkins, like, early 2000s, (laughs) 2002, (laughs) 2003, where everyone just had incessantly high blood pressure because all they were eating was meat.
1: You drop weight, like, insanely fast. Yeah. I don't, like, and, like... It was like, did you do it? Oh yeah, you could have like meat with butter on it, and like (laughs) I would just eat like some sort of protein covered in fat. But for some reason, you were full because probably because you weren't having gluten or any carbs or sugar or whatever. So yeah, Yeah. oh my god, I lost like sixty pounds in three months. It was amazing.
0: Holy, that's a lot of weight in a very short period of time.
1: Was a big mama was a big girl. Okay. <laughs> <life>?
0: <laughs> no, I was just like that's fucking impressive. I um Is I managed it? to gain. <laughs> I managed to gain. What's a what's one hundred and ninety minus one sixteen? I managed to gain that amount of weight in three months.
1: Because your goal bottom weight was one sixteen again.
0: <laughs> that's not my goal weight. That was my Anne Frank weight. Or that was when I was like, oh,
1: You gained seventy four pounds in how long?
0: I gained seventy four pounds in about three months. It's a dream come true.
1: Coco Dynabites. Like
0: Cocoa Dynabites. They were off-brand Cocoa Pebbles. I would eat two giant, <laughs> giant, giant, giant bags um, that you would get at like IGA. A, I yeah, get I attention.
1: Know. I have an off-brand bag of Golden Grams in my drawer right now. No. Yas, bitch. Yas, <laughs> yes, bitch.
0: Um, no, it's like I gain weight super easily when I'm not doing things, um, which right now in this quarantine I'm like – oh, my God, they're going to have to widen the fucking doorways to get me out of here by the end.
1: I turned some corner on two or three days ago where I was like, okay, this is it. I'm starting to rapidly gain weight. I need to get this shit together. So,
0: I'm getting it. But I'm also also just like, I mean, I am my happiest when I'm eating a lot. So, like, maybe just lean in.
1: (laughs) Well... My friend who's a blogger who's a really sane, awesome person was like, people are complaining about gaining weight in quarantine. Is that really what we're worried about right now? I was like, good point, Lori. I'm not eating after eight.
0: (laughs) But also like one of the major risk factors for death with COVID is obesity.
1: Okay. Well, we're a ways away from (laughs) (laughs) obesity. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying,
0: be careful, everyone. (laughs) Listeners beware.
1: (laughs) We got miles to go before we sleep here. We're not going to make it to obesity, I don't believe especially now with a 20-minute splits app every day. What, what? (laughs) Well, and
0: my increasing rage um, relationship with my mother and our trampoline. (laughs) Um,
1: Oh, that was a double snort. I hope everyone got to hear that.
0: I hope so, too.
1: (laughs) All right, so Uh, do we, we want to talk about, really, or we don't have to, but the chart that Donaghy puts up about how you get people, did you screenshot that?
0: I did not screenshot it, it, but I've got, like, the quote that he goes through. Okay, go for it. Go. Um, So, Tracy Jordan needs to produce the Tracy Jordan meat machine, which, fantastic idea. And uh, where can I buy one? I'm always looking to increase the efficiency with which I get meat into my mouth.
1: You can buy one right now. It's called a George Foreman grill. It's exactly the same thing. It is the same fucking (laughs) thing. It doesn't have an oil tray (laughs) to keep the meat grease.
0: Which I feel like the George Foreman Grill had some difficulties with that previously, and it was sort of like SVU, ripped from the headlines type stuff. But GE is not going to produce something so um, unique, so they pass it off to one of the many subsidiaries. So let's break it down. You see, GE owns All of Colorado, which in turn owns JMI of Stanford, which is a majority shareholder of PokerFastLane.com. <laughs> Which recently acquired the Shineheart Wig Company, which owns NBC outright. So it's just like the depth of jokes in this is hilarious. Also, the amount of callback, the lore is so deep. All of these seemingly throwaway jokes become a part of the whole canon of 30 Rock. Everything's intentional, or even if it's unintentional, it has meaning and develops meaning because they keep breathing new life into this. So the Shineheart Wig Company will come up a lot throughout the series. But I just love the idea that NBC Is owned by something as ludicrous As a wig company And it also affirms a belief That drag queens run everything What do drag queens wear? Wigs They have the real power in this world So NBC owns Winnipeg Ironworks Which owns the Op Chongi Party Meats Corporation Of Pyeongchang, North Korea And they will make The Tracy Jordan Meat Machine So <laughs> Capitalism, man capitalism
1: so good so good
0: so Excellent all that's fucking hilarious i think that's my favorite line just because of the depths of the jokes and i love a fucking flow chart the w- well, i just like
1: and to add to your gayness <laughs> not as a person but as your comment Shineheart <laughs> <laughs> wig company owns nbc and then the next arrow says nbc owns bravo absolutely so gay 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 to do gay news john love it <laughs> Which is like GGD. Interestingly, one
0: of the first manifestations of my OCD was me going GGG, which was like I would collect knocks and um, I would dole out the knocks. And then I was like, I'll be knocking all day. So Google, this was like sort of around the same time Google was becoming a search engine. But then I just knew it as like a really big number. And so I was like, what's bigger than one Google? Three Google. So I'd be like, GGG, my mom's not going to die. And she did it.
1: Good work. And Thank then GG Good came around. G-G-G. G Good. G-G. g Ah! <laughs> Symmetry! She's definitely going to win uh, Drag Race now. Um, she is. 100%.
0: Um, also, immediately after that, um, Tracy's like, Jack give you the best. You know what? I'm going to make you a mixtape. You like Phil Collins? To which Jack is like, I've got two ears and a heart, don't I? Which yes. is the, the subheading for our podcast. Yes
1: that song makes you wait for it man you're like oh man when is this gonna happen you know just waiting and waiting it's totally worth it but every time i'm like i do not remember the first part of the song being 28 minutes long (laughs) they should play it in like abstinence groups like on um too hot to handle where you can't have sex (laughs) oh <laughs> <laughs> so then they decide that the writers want to see the world <laughs> This is a dense ass episode. I just go right through it. We'll finish yeah. this somehow. So the writers yeah. wanted to see the world jurors. So Josh broke into Liz's office the night before and had gotten it. And her last search engines were for singles, yoga, and scalp pain. Oh. I'm
0: sorry, her search engines?
1: <laughs> sorry, <what? laughs> I knew of like. I'm trying to bring Steve's. this horse into the stall, okay? I'm Yo. doing this best can. Google. There's
0: also scalppain.com. <laughs> um, anyway, Tuper has one of my favorite lines, which I've incorporated into my personality, which is, next. Like, that is bleak.
1: <laughs> Great. So. Then <laughs> <laughs> Josh says, he's really upset that it's going to suck because he had to let Tony watch him pee so he could get into the
0: <laughs> room, which is. And then immediate quick cutaway. It's like poor Josh. He does not last on the show for a long time. But he he does. does.
1: We figured out he's on three thousand episodes. We just don't pay any attention to him. Well, not really though.
0: Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> Liz, Liz finally has the opportunity to give her meaningless platitude in lieu of like actually telling jenna what she thinks of her art and in this episode and for rural drawer she chooses the soundtrack was so moody and your face was very expressive um and another cool part was the trees (laughs) (laughs) and then she's like i gotta get back to work so um honestly perfect that's that sounds like a great trio of things to compliment But Jenna says, you didn't like the movie. And then we revisit the flashback sequence from Jenna's point of view, which is Liz being a condescending bitch with an Ethan who is actually much less attractive than Liz had portrayed in her flashbacks.
1: And much more Uh, snark to Liz Lemon's comments. Not like, the lights were great. She's like, the lights were great.
0: Which, like, if you're going to believe one of those flashback sequences, it's going to be Jenna's.
1: I mean, only because when Liz looked back at high school, she also, like me, thought she was a pleasant person. Then she's like, I don't want to be your mama. Remember, sorry, mom took all those pills. <laughs> you know? So yeah. Liz's memory of herself is not very clear.
0: No, she thinks she's like a lovable nerd when in fact she's a very intelligent, acerbic, sometimes bitch.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, they're like, but I really did want to be you, Jenna. I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, they make that happen in the future when she agrees to pose with that chicken that rubber chicken
0: <laughs> i mean because <laughs> yeah. bitches get shit done it's like you want me to pose this way yeah
1: she yeah, wants I'm to be on the cover i don't really get the feeling that liz lemon can handle stardom but
0: <laughs> well we see that later with deal breaker's it. talk show number 0001 <laughs> smile
1: like a human being <laughs> <laughs> do you remember what waving is wave <laughs> Somebody bring
0: me some, some. ham. Ham, ham. ham has a lot of play. This is just like you can say any word and relate it back to a Thirty Rock concept.
1: I mean, this is how
0: Standard. I
1: cry now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good
0: times. Um, so your favorite character, Leo Spichemin, makes a brief <laughs> interlude and uh, cameos here, giving an endorsement to the Tracy Jordan meat ma- machine and then kindly offers some drugs to Jack and Tracy. Um, some it would be rude fellows. not to take something.
1: It would just be rude.
0: Did he take the purples from Peru? Because I think that was my favorite just because of the alliteration. I feel like Peru exports some really great drugs. Wow. And like ways to eat a guinea pig. It's one of their like national dishes. <laughs> I just like to is that true? read a book, guys. <laughs> 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 okay, Mick has an affinity okay. for guinea pigs. <laughs> I love them, which is why I'm so horrified that they're eaten in Peru. But like, also, whatever. We eat pigs, and pigs are hilarious.
1: Some of us eat pigs, and some of us don't. Okay,
0: some of us, some of us eat pigs, and some of us are good people.
1: <laughs> and Julie, you. A some good of us person. are trying to do something for the planet. <laughs>
0: I posted on Instagram for Earth Day. It was a picture of me in nature where I looked really good. What, <laughs> what more a gift. can to do for the Earth? <laughs> what a <Please>. gift. <laughs> Come on.
1: Oh, wait. We skipped over my favorite, actually, my biggest laugh of the episode. When um, Jack, or Jack's like, you got to stop fighting with Jenna. I can barely handle this fight between Kenneth and the other guy. And he's like flicking something in his face. And Kenneth's like, Just stop. I died. I don't know why. You know what I'm talking about.
0: Uh, yes, no, that was hilarious. I'm trying to find, um, yes, it was between Kenneth and Dougie from Props.
1: Dougie from Props. The, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um,
0: that, that was super fucking, that was funny. Kenneth, Kenneth, like, go. Yeah. No, Kenneth is just fucking hilarious. And all of his, like, asides are just so fucking good. Um, we'll see it in the next episode, but it's a very Kenneth heavy episode, the next one. So, episode 11 will just warm your heart. <laughs> exactly, less it does Julie <laughs> Um, also, my biggest laugh was the level of passive aggressiveness that I hope to achieve and probably have um, was with uh, Liz and Jenna and the understanding they've reached, which is where she's not talking to her, as in Jenna is not talking to Liz, and Liz is writing impressions for Jenna that she that can't she can't do. do. And then we cut to Jenna as Bill Clinton saying, "I did not have sexual relations with that woman." So good, so good. Also, another. Another very funny line was Jenna saying, so I'm a slut? Well, let me tell you something. This slut slept with your brother.
1: Oh, and he's terrible, or he's weird. What did she say? She said, he's not
0: right in the head, Um, which is a callback. Mitch does come back, later played by Andy Richter. And then um, when Jenna is having the conversation with Barbara Walters, her mother, Verna, isn't just like a difficult word for someone with a list like Barbara Walters to say. It also becomes a character played by the incomparable late great Jan Hooks.
1: Yes. Oh, with the one boob.
0: With the. Anyway, <laughs> I got the meat. I put it in a meat machine from Tracy Jordan.
1: So it turns out the meat machine is defective. And it, <laughs> it spews, just spews um, oil. <laughs> Yeah. on everyone well Kenneth <laughs> it's like <laughs> yes. were any
0: of our people hurt just Kenneth okay great he counts as a non-person and he also felt entirely um, more pain when it hit his page jacket than when it hit his actual body so and then he
1: says is there anybody here who can take me to the hospital
0: but no <laughs> but no there wasn't
1: good thing he's immortal which I'm still going with
0: <laughs> I think I mean that's I think that's canon that's real also, like that's Canon is my new catchphrase. I
1: guess is that Nick that's Cannon that's from Canada. Wild and Out or
0: Billingham actually It's <laughs> Nick Billingham.
1: Call back, good one.
0: Wow, I should write for Thirty Rock. Come back. <laughs> Could happen. You never know. <laughs> Another of my favorite laughs was um, this. This episode is fucking great. This episode had so many fucking laughs. Um, but when. <laughs> Jack is trying to talk sense into Liz and Jenna Who comes to Jack's office after Coming to blows, essentially And Jenna, feeling a little Apologetic, is like, they did tell me Those diet pills were (laughs) mood-altering Killed me Killed me Still funny right now I'm enjoying it (laughs) I'm, I'm thinking about it right now
1: Any other thoughts on this episode? How many gemstones would you give it?
0: Um, so other thoughts I love where people Goldberg, um, being in it, even though it was for just 30 seconds, first of all, her having an exercise video where she doesn't wear a bra, as you said, but then also her having no moral compass or code and then Hawking, the Tracy Jordan meat machine, um, with no qualms. Um, I also love that Tracy had property in Ukraine and knew many of the cities and, oh, the bit at the end, the, um, immediate like pre-credit sequence with Jenna's interview with Barbara Walters favorite exchange the entire night
1: it's so Rachel good. Dratch ladies and gentlemen reprising her Saturday Night Live role of Barbara Walters
0: and doing a fantastic job this is my favorite bit of hers although it's it's almost tied with uh <laughs> the White Diamonds bit where she was Elizabeth Taylor that was quite funny as well but this was so good love her
1: I love her I love her and as like a little blue guy I love her as Yadwiga I just love her she's the best
0: and is this the origin of like, this might be the origin of like the blurgs and things because Barbara mm-hmm. Walters, as played by Rachel Dratch, eventually just stops saying my <laughs> words. And it's just like an amalgamation of sounds flur- and becomes flur- full flur- onomatopoeia where it's just like flag, meg, leg flag, mag,
1: Does she say blurg? Br- yes. She doesn't say, f- does she? She says like blurm, blurm, something. She said, yeah, yeah. What she, did it say close. on your subtitles?
0: I On my sure. subtitles, I wrote it down. It said, flag, meg, leg, flag, meg, 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 tennis, meg, meg, was a meg, meg, flag? <laughs> and then Jenna says, I'll always be his little girl. <laughs> Gleg, leg. So, it's just, I mean, this is something that 30 Rock does a lot, where it's, I, don't, I mean, I guess it's onomatopoeia, it's at the very least emotional onomatopoeia, which is like, I mean, even in this episode, it's like, Eureka, and then there's Blurg, and Flurm, and Hwak. That's like, so its it goes... So quickly from super highbrow to just like, here's a funny combination of letters.
1: (laughs) Amazing. I give it 94 gemstones. Way up there, yes. I'm going to go 92. Really good episode for the rural juror. If only the sequel, The Urban Fervor, (laughs) warranted a whole episode of its own. They never even film Urban Fervor, right? No, but I was looking, I've been like
0: deep into IMDb because I have so little in my life right now. And apparently Urban Fervor did make an appearance as like a background book in several Mm. episodes. Wow. Kevin Grisham. I'll tell you, Kevin Grisham, Jason who? What's the actual Grisham? I don't even know because it doesn't matter. (laughs) Did he write The Rural Juror? Or Urban
1: Fervor? No. (laughs) No, he did not. All right, well, I think those are our amazing takes on this episode of the... R- 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 the r- amazing... You know, considering we still talk about that season one is not really... You know, they haven't even hit their stride yet. These, am- these two episodes are amazing. I yeah, think. we keep getting into... And we're getting into longer
0: stretches because so far in the season, it's been like two episodes have been amazing. And then there have been like some kind of like less than great ones. But they keep raising the bar. And um, episode 11 and episode 12 are... Two of my absolute favorites. So I'm super excited to dive into those later with you. Please. In the meantime, <laughs> as in like right after this. Um, can't wait in the to meantime, dive into that. <laughs> I can't wait to dive in. In the meantime, please join us for our uh, separate interview podcast where our first guest will be Jenna's father, Werner, who was a burger server in suburban Santa Barbara. He spurned Jenna's mother, Verna, for a curly haired surfer named Roberta. Did that hurt her? We'll find out.
1: Now, The Rural Joe is the true story of Roy Jenner, whose pure fury ensures a terrible murder. Excuse me.
0: <clears throat> Meg!
1: I feel like I'm getting further away from it.